Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome to this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, his dad, Billy Casper, uh, one of the all-time Hall of Fame great golfers, of course, won his second of two U.S. Open championships at none other than famed Olympic Club, which is the venue for this week's U.S. Women's Open there in the Bay Area and a phenomenal venue and a phenomenal tournament shaping up there. The Memorial, Jack Nicholas hosting this week out in Ohio. Ohio. So we got a lot to talk about just two weeks away from the U.S. Open, Men's Open at Torrey Pines. Uh, just a lot of great stories and things to get to. And of course, a big win by Jason Kokrak over Jordan Spieth in his backyard last week at Colonial. Welcome into the show. Dave Glauser producing. Thanks for being alongside. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. You can hit us up there. You can also follow us online at uh, realgolfradio.com, iHeartRadio, any of your favorite apps, and download the show at your convenience uh, for your favorite podcaster sites as well and of course hailing to you on Sirius XM find us on 203 or 217 is where you can hit us up on any given Saturday morning 8 to 10 Eastern Bob uh, it certainly has been fun to watch the ladies take on Olympic Club yeah. I imagine you know when we were back there I still have great memories being there with your father, and uh, he had a lot of uh, uh, opportunities to spend some time with the TV cameras that week uh, before he passed away and and uh, share his thoughts and reminisce on chasing down Arnold Palmer in 66 and then beating him the next day in a playoff. But Olympic Club, a special place for you, huh? Yeah, it's a it's it's a great place. Um, you know, we've had the opportunity to play that golf course uh, in a U.S. Open media day tournament, but it's great to see championship golf back there, especially in the professional game with the women's open, having the first opportunity to play there ever. 
Um, what a great golf course. It's, it's on the, um, the West Coast. It's on the ocean. The ball doesn't fly that far, but it's got some really tricky greens, some slope greens from back to front that run pretty quickly. It's going to be a tough test for the ladies. You know, the thing that struck me is the, the way the trees frame the fairway. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you look at it as a, as a barrier to not hit the ball right or left, but these trees are so tall. Yes. And they canopy over into the fairway. Yeah. They really shape. So you might have a hole that is a nice left to rider, mm-hmm. but it's cantilevered right to left and a tree overhangs forcing you to the left side. So it really creates opportunities or necessitates shot making. Yeah. Those fairways tilt a little bit against what the shape of the hole and uh, it's it's difficult. It definitely is. We'll talk about that. I want to get your thoughts on that, plus Memorial going this week. Look back at Colonial, all kinds of things. We're just getting started. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country. Which is why I founded the Folds of Honor providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada 
unlike anything you've experienced before. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. Welcome back, Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Hey, uh, this segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Epic Family uh, lineup of drivers. This is interesting. So Bob and I both uh, were looking at Epic Speed and Max LS, which uh-huh. the Max LS is for low spin. And I was pretty sure I was going to be a Max LS guy, and I ended up being Speed. And Bob was pretty sure he was going to be a speed guy, and... I ended up Max LS. <laughs> How about that? So, I mean, look, it says here, Callaway says, the new Max LS, the Epic Max LS is designed for mid- to low-handicap players who want more speed, neutral ball flight, and forgiveness in a lower-spin, high-MOI package. Again, sounds great for me. Uh, Max ball speeds come from the new Jailbreak AI speed frame that works in combination with the AI-designed Flash face so what what did you see because you hit them both it wasn't that you were hitting the epic speed poorly but there was just a different pop it it seemed to me with the ls for you and and that's kind of interesting because i you know we went and played golf the other day and and i brought the head with me and and i changed it out with with the other driver the speed driver and immediately it felt like it was it was designed for me as far as the pop was concerned, the way I was able to hit it, the consistency of my strikes, and um, being able to keep the ball in the fairway and hit it fairly long, and so uh, it it just balances up well for me. And it's awesome when you get a driver like that in your quiver of clubs. That's almost a point and shoot, and you have so much confidence when you get on a tee with a driver, and there's nothing that can beat that feeling. Yeah, and I again, it's so that's that's why it's so important. I think to go hit them to get custom fit because in my mind I could say, hey, I like the shape of that Max LS. Right. I like the fact that it's a low spin because I'm a high spin guy. I'm gonna get, I get handsy and create that spin. But it at the end of the day, the the Epic Speed just fit. It just it felt better to mm-hmm. me, and it's funny. I mean, yeah. it's. Feel is such an interesting thing. The look of it, the sound of it, had the watching the ball flight, you know, the confidence that comes off of that. And it was clear. I mean, you, we, we went out and played, as you said, and second hole in was a par five. We had not, nobody around, so we switched the head, and you hit one, you hit that Max LS, and you're like, whoa. And I said the same thing. I'm like, you hey, said, that, wow. that was a pop there. Yeah. And, yep. and you've stepped, stuck with it. Yeah. We huh. played two rounds now, and uh, I hit the ball pretty well with that driver and get it in the fairway, and I can do a lot with it. I can tee it up and hit it high and and get it down the fairway that way, or I can tee it low and kind of, as they say, hit the little squeeze fade out there, mm. and or straight ball, and uh, and it goes pretty good that way as well. I think you're we're, we're of course celebrating the well done accomplishments of the R and D team at Callaway Golf, mm-hmm. but I think if you're paying attention, you might be missing the other notable thing here. Bob and I played golf twice recently, <laughs> and we're playing again. <laughs> we're playing again today. Yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, the bottom line is, is if you're listening and pay attention to the show, we've been doing this 22 years. There were years we never even played together. Let <laughs> alone twice or three times in a week. So uh, this is going to be pretty fun. But we're also teaming up to take on a little uh, member guest uh, yeah. at our home club at Alpine Country Club uh, coming up next week as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. we got some nine-hole matches we're going to go after, but I don't know that you and I have really ever teamed up in an actual tournament format like No, this. we haven't. And one of the things we did the other day when we went out to play is we figured out kind of who hits first and all that kind of stuff. And so it'll uh, it'll be fun. I'm enjoying it, uh, uh, and I'm and I really look forward to to playing this next week together. We so. also learned about when I can say something, when I shouldn't say something, and uh, 
I realized quickly that, you know, look, if Bob needs some help on, on the greens where I play a little bit more there, he'll ask. Otherwise, just let him go. And, I, you know, uh, our, our, our buddy Phil, who I play a lot of golf with, could probably attest to that. Like, yeah. hey, BT, uh, thanks, man, but just uh, let me be. I got this. So uh, <laughs> there, there's definitely a, an art. We'll ask the caddy about that. But there's an art of when to say something and when to not say something. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, the, the start with the U.S. Women's Open uh-huh. there um, and continue there with Olympic Club. Uh, the, we, we mentioned some of the challenges of the golf course. It is also, it blows me away when, you know, we're pushing 100 degrees here in the high desert of Utah and they're wearing stocking caps and, and jackets, and, yeah. you know, around that place. It is interesting that, when, you know, whether it's a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach or whether you're there at Olympic Club, being in that Bay Area in June, Man, you might just be going right back to March temperatures for what we're used to. It's, it's unbelievable. But a challenging course, maybe just take a few minutes longer to talk about, uh, you know, your dad's experience there. And, you know, can't forget, you know, going back and watching Jim Furyk looking like he was going to win a U.S. Open until they moved the tee up on, what was it, 17? 16. 16. Yep. And he hit a, a, you know, a shot that he wasn't comfortable with and got away from him and ended up, uh, Webb Simpson ended up winning that. But, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a tough tough venue. It is um, simply because of where the golf course is at, and you get those um, those winds and breezes that come up off the Pacific Ocean, come up the the cliffs there in San Francisco and up over the hill. Um, you also get you also can get fog, and you can also get a lot of clouds in that area, especially in June. You know, for the most part, you're going to probably see that June gloom of clouds in the morning before it burns off, before it gets warm enough. And when, and when you've got that, uh, the, the course and the grass can be very, very lush. And, because, and that's difficult as far as the rough is concerned to be able to get that ball out of there. But it's, you know, it's a golf course that, um, a real ball striker's golf course. And you just got to give yourself lots of opportunities um, by getting the ball in the fairway, getting it on the greens, and then having an opportunity um, to make a few birdies. But um, conserve your pars. I know when my dad played there um, in the in the final round of the '66 U.S. Open, Arnold Palmer was shooting for the scoring record uh, with with the men's U.S. Open, and um, it was just basically Arnold and my dad at that point in time. And uh, you know, when they got to the the tenth hole in the final round, my dad said to Arnold, he said, you know what? He said, I'd really like to finish second this week. And Arnold said, I'll do everything I can to make that happen. To help you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Arnold was focusing so much on that scoring record that he forgot about, um, he forgot about my dad and he forgot about playing the golf course, um, focusing on the scoring record. And my dad was able to shoot. I think he shot 32 or 33, the back nine, uh, made three or four birdies and, and creeped right up on Arnold, and Arnold made some bogeys, and and they tied after uh, seventy two holes. And then again, my dad went out, and his next eighteen holes, I think he shot uh, one or two under par, and and ended up winning the golf tournament. So um, that's what you're going to see this week in the U.S. Open. This is this is golf course where a lot of things can happen, uh, and everything could seem like it's going along just fine, but. It could turn around pretty quick. Yeah, well, we we've seen that. I think that's a it's a great story being friends with you and your family. Mm-hmm. I, I understand being having not been around in 1966, right? But understanding the context of Arnold Palmer being the king 
not real popular with right. the masses, what your dad did to Arnold. Although I would say it's what Arnold did to Arnold, yes. not what your dad did to yeah. Arnold. I mean, your dad essentially, I don't think that was gamesmanship on that 10th tee. I think your dad was just straight up like, hey, man, I, I know you're going to win this thing, so I'm just going to finish second I want to finish second. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to. I don't think. Do you? Do, do you no, think I don't think he was trying there? to at all. No. Yeah. No. Interesting to note that uh, he did beat him in a playoff, and Arnold would would never go on to win another major championship. No, he didn't. After that, it's kind yeah, of surprising. It was, it was a it was a tough thing for him, and um, he was just one event away from winning a Grand Slam, and that was the PGA. But um, yeah, that was a tough one for him. So we got to talk about this coming up uh, in in the next uh, segment because we're, we're running a little short on time. But I wanted to play this for you. 17-year-old. So, by the way, we just set the stage there, right? Difficult golf course. Men, The men have played there five times in the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. Tremendous history around the game. And along comes a 17-year-old junior in high school from New Jersey named Mega Gone. Okay? She had to play into a, a four-for-one, I think, or three-for-one spot in a playoff yep. in the qualifier in New Jersey just to get into the field. And then she goes out and opens with 67, shoots 71 in the second round, four under par, tied for the lead. And this is what she had to say about Olympic Club. How did you manage the emotions out there competing against the best players in the world? Um, I just went in, you know, trying to play my best and have fun. And going into this week, I really felt that this course suited my game really well. Uh, so I just kept telling myself that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to enjoy yourself when this is like the dream week you could have. So, um, yeah, I was just having a good time. I, well, there's a lot of things there. First of all, congratulations on the great play. I mean, oops, that's the one I'm looking for there, um, you know, for, for Megan. But, for Megan, for her to go out there, first of all, she said she's having fun, which uh-huh. I've played that golf course. It's fun from an experience standpoint, but not wasn't fun for me from a golf standpoint. I got my butt kicked. Second, uh, she said the golf course just she knew going into the week the golf course fit her game. I don't know how many people can say that. Especially if you're an amateur that's only 17 years of age. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah. If we could all play like a 17-year-old amateur, yeah. I think that is the key, right? I mean, look mm-hmm. at the way Jordan Spieth played as a youngster. Look at the way Tiger Woods played as a youngster. Look at the way uh, uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, Sergio Garcia yep. skipping up the fairway. I think there's, without all of the scars and the emotional stress that comes with being a professional golfer, a 17-year-old can just go out there and say, hey, this is a fun golf course. Joy in the game. Get out and get it. Anyway, I want to get more of your thoughts on that. we got Caddy coming up as well. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roos Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob All right, thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is remarkable within reach. Go to blackdesertresort.com. Find out about the 18-hole championship Tom Weiskopf-designed golf course, the residential villages that will surround it, the 36-hole putting course. This place is something that Southern Utah has been needing for a long time, and it's also one of the fastest-growing communities in the United States. States. If you haven't heard of it or you want to be a part of it, check it out at blackdesertresort.com. All right. Uh, we just heard there, Bob, from uh, Mega Mega Gone. Mega Gone. Mm-hmm. Let's hear that one more time. How did you manage the emotions out there competing against the best players in the world? Um, I just went in, you know, trying to play my best and have fun. And going into this week, I really felt that this course suited my game really well. Uh, so I just kept telling myself that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to enjoy yourself when this is like the dream week you could have. So, um, yeah, I was just having a good time. 
the, you know, and after listening to that again, I talked about, you know, she said it's a dream. It's not how hard to enjoy yourself when it's a dream week. When does it become a job? When does it become a grind? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is, this is something I, I joked in the first segment that you and I didn't play a lot of golf. But you went through that grind. You chased it as a career. You you went through the the battle scars of Q schools and the challenge that all of those things present, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to make money, be playing overseas for for months at a time, hoping to bring back some paychecks. That's a different kind of approach than, hey, let's go out and play golf today, Bob. And right. and it was something I quickly understood. At 17 years old, she's not in the grind. She is enjoying the game. She's playing it very well. She's getting a chance to be interviewed on TV. She gets a chance to play in, in an event at the Olympic Club. That's the you know per, you know ultimate event in women's mm-hmm. golf for the U.S. Women's Open. All of those things. Oh, by the way, she's also a four-time finalist of the Drive Chip and Putt. Which how <laughs> awesome is that, right? Uh, at Augusta <sighs> National. So. She's and she's going to go to Stanford in two years when she's graduated from high school. Yeah, she's in, she's in high school right now. Yeah, junior in high school. Junior. But you hear, I used to hear Johnny Miller say that all the time. If you can putt like a kid, yeah, you know, and he used to teach that in his clinics. You know, help uh, try to putt like a kid. There's just no fear. There's no worry. There's no. It's not heavy on you. It's just go out there and have fun. And it is fun. That's why we all got into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just. It's an it's an interesting comment. I'm not going to try to become a golf uh, head coach here, you know, sports psychologist right. or anything. But I do find it fascinating. I love, love, love her comments, and I'm so rooting for her. I mean, to be able to go out there and do what she's done through 36 holes. What a what a weekend! Now maybe, maybe she'll slip into oh my and start thinking <laughs> ahead of what might this mean. Uh, but hopefully she doesn't. Hopefully just she just keeps saying this. This golf course suits my game, and I'm having fun, and just keep going out there doing what you're doing. Yeah, well, and, you know, one of the things that she did that was probably very smart was that she got a club caddy or a member. It's actually a member, yeah. A member at Olympic Club mm-hmm. that is a very good player that is caddying for her in this event. So he's going to help her. He's going to keep her calm down. He's going to help her. Um, in during situations and in situations um, when she might have a difficult shot or whatever, but the other thing that he can really help her with is the greens and putting the greens and the lines on the greens. Face it, that's how you win a golf tournament: is you're able to make putts and you're able to save um, situations where you might be putting for a bogey or something like that. So to have that member there who is a very good player. Um, on the bag for her and reading greens for her and that kind of thing also helps her through this whole situation. Yeah, uh, really, really good stuff. I, I loved also when I was watching the coverage on Golf Channel, there was an interview with the USGA executive who talked about you know having the event there at the Olympic Club and how important it is for the women's game to have the the venues be iconic venues that you would want to watch. As a golf fan, whether you are regularly watching women's golf or not, you want to tune in to see golf courses like Olympic Club. What does it look like on TV? How do these women approach this? And so he felt like it, that maybe throughout the past history that that the U.S. or not even the USGA, but 
the women's majors didn't necessarily get the same venue options that the men have. Mm -hmm. And so in an effort to continue to grow and legitimize and popularize um, the, the women's game, let's get on some of these iconic venues. Right. As hosts, so that it, it again, it's the same way for for me. If I'm watching any golf tournament, if it happens to be like this week at Jack's, you know, Memorial mm-hmm. at Muirfield Village, the, and there's all the talk about the design. We'll get into that with Caddy, the changes to the golf course and things. Or if it's going to be at, you know, uh, well, Seminole was a great. The Walker yeah. Cup was at Seminole. Right. I wanted to watch that because nobody had ever seen that club. I love uh, Seminole for one thing is something I wanted to see. I don't know anything about a lot of the Walker Cup players, but it was fun to see the golf course be showcased. So to that point, uh, and the USGA executive said that this is just a, a be- the beginning. Mm-hmm. They've got Pebble Beach in a couple of years. Well, you've got them all right yep. there in front of you. Some of the venues that they have coming up are iconic, but but he promised it, that it will be, an announcement will be made in the coming weeks that in the next that the five years previous or ten years following that are going to be littered with some of the best venues in golf, which is a great news. Yeah, the U.S. Women Open has played at some iconic clubs. They've, you know, they've played at like Oakmont. We Paula Kramer won at Oakmont. They played at some of the other great clubs around the country. But the next five, including this year Olympic Club, then we go back to Pine Needles, which is in the Pinehurst great area. Great golf course. Great golf course. They played there multiple times, um, and the ladies love that course. Then they come back in 2023 to Pebble Beach. So they're gonna they're gonna be able to play Pebble Beach in a U.S. Open setup. I just got chills. Thinking Is that about the that. first time? It's I think it's the first time for them. And so the Olympic Club's first time. Now they're Pebble yep. Beach for. I mean, yep. I'd have to research that for sure, but I think it's a first yeah. time. Yeah, and then uh, Lancaster uh, Country Club, which which they played before in 2024, and Aaron Hills, well, mm. where Brooks Kepka won the U.S. Open. Uh, in 2025. So those are the next five years. But as I said, they played at some great golf courses. They played Pinehurst. Um, They played the Broadmoor. They played Oakmont. Um, Just a lot of good golf courses that they played. Cherry Hills, you said. Cherry Hills was another one. But but to get iconic golf courses from the men's game, the ones that everybody knows about – and they're going to be allowed to play those. So the, the, the ladies have just got to be so excited about what's coming up. For yeah, them. and I would go even step not even just the men's game, but golf globally, right? The best cl- courses in the game. In the yes. game, right? Those. Yep. I mean, the, that's part of that's part of what's fun about golf. Is sure you've got the the players are something to behold, mm-hmm. but the us golf geeks, us golf fans right. like the venues as yep. much as anything, yep. right? I mean, I'm not sure we've, we've talked about this in shows past. If you gave a golf fan the option to go to any PGA tour course, let's, let's pick a good one too. Let's, let's say colonial, for instance, last yeah. week, if you have an opportunity to go to colonial and have an inside the ropes pass to be able to walk and see and, and, and view the greatest, you know, the best players in the world compete, yeah. right? So you get up close and personal, maybe even get a chance for an autograph or whatever. Uh, if you get that experience versus getting a chance to go play Olympic Club or a chance to go play uh, Pebble Beach, or right. I, I don't know that there's a golf fan out there that would choose the watching experience over the playing experience. I agree. I, I might agree. be wrong. Actually, no, there, probably is, there are, probably are some people. but Yeah. But if you're an actual golfer. Unless you get an opportunity to play like like Cypress Point or Augusta National or, you know, some of the the premier elite golf courses, then I think 
Or, I mean, watching. watching, oh, watching. Like the, oh. like the Masters. Have a ticket to go to the Masters as compared to play. Uh, like... Well, a ticket to the Masters trumps almost everything except playing Augusta National, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, and that would be another one. If you had a chance to go play Cyprus yep. or attend the Masters. Yes. I mean, those that would be a hard choice. That would be a hard choice. We've t- <laughs> those are the kind of fun little things that you talk about as golf. But it comes. But that's the whole point. Yes. It brings the idea of, it, again, it's the Masters is a major championship, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that it's the Masters at Augusta National right. and all the history there. So to be able to go there, yeah, there's a lot of history at Colonial. I don't mean to be used. Colonial's not the bottom bar of my – I don't mean to – it was just the most recent tournament. Point being, they're having what they're doing, what the USGA is focusing on, on increasing the venues, popularity of the venue, the, the magnitude of the venue, mm-hmm. only elevates – the game for the women's U.S. Open, and I think it's fantastic. So, and the women have played the U.S. Open at Colonial. U.S. Open at Colonial? Yes. Oh, okay. Women's U.S. Open. They nice. played there once. Okay, nice. Yeah. And Annika teed it up on the PGA Tour there. And yes, she did. At Colonial. Yep. So, hey, uh, speaking of Colonial, Bob, and mm-hmm. uh, we haven't had a, a chance to really get into it. But, uh, I mean, Jason Kokrak not only got the check, right, uh-huh. and all the exemptions that come right. with winning. right. But he and he got a trophy, but he also got the truck, the truck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, thanks to Hardy there for uh, that little riff. But that was the coolest plus one I've seen for winning a golf tournament. (laughs) Plus one. I like the way you put it as plus one. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, You know, Charles Schwab came on and he talked about that truck and he said, you know, it was built in the 40s and late 40s. And he said that was in commemorative of the first year that they held colonial, the Colonial Invitational, uh, which is where Jason Kokrak won. And there were some significances there with all that kind of thing, but that truck was pretty cool looking. That big boy, I mean, it was, I'm telling you, there's a lot of times when they'll be the plus one and they'll pass it off to their caddy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kokrak's not yeah. passing that one on. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't. I mean, no, they're not going to show up and play just for the truck. That's why I called it a plus one. Yeah. But my goodness, how freaking cool was that truck? Uh, thanks, Hardy, and congratulations to Jason Kokrak. I want to get your thoughts on Spieth. You know, I would have penciled Spieth in there to win that thing. I thought it was it was kind of a runaway. So hats off to Kokrak for the way he played and pushed him and ultimate champion. We'll take a short break. We'll continue. More Real Golf. Thanks for joining us here. Brian and Bob with you on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. 
We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. And uh, we're going to get into some putting talk here in just a minute. But I wanted to go back there where we left off. We talked about Jason Kokrak and hats off to him. And he got the uh, the check, the trophy, and the truck. Um, big win. Jordan Speed didn't get it done on Sunday. No. Um, a little bit surprised about that. He felt like he was really back in the groove. Obviously, he's there in his home state. He, he, was, he was in command of, of his game and was not able to close it out on Sunday. Concerns about Spieth and where he's at because of that or the fact that he just continues to put himself into contention continues that comeback for Jordan Speed. Well, I like that he put himself in contention again and, and gave himself an opportunity to win another golf tournament, especially in the state of Texas. Um, but the interesting thing to me is, as I was watching the broadcast, Jordan Spieth, in his warm-up to his final round there at Colonial, had his swing coach there with him and was working on some things. And he had said Saturday that he... The score that he shot, he felt, was pretty lucky, and he was very fortunate to get in the clubhouse still with a one-shot lead and able to make birdie on that last hole. But then he goes to Sunday. Um, he's working with his swing coach, and he's um, you know he's going through a lot of stuff. Normally on a Sunday, you've kind of figured out what's going on. It's put you in a great position, and you know now it's not it's time to warm up and get on the golf course and have a have a you know a good round and close out a golf tournament on a course that he loves and that he knows those greens extremely well and and can putt well. Well, he goes out and he hits a bomb right down the middle of the fairway and then hits it to the right of the green uh, on his second shot, which is par five. Ends up not not getting it up and down and for par, let alone he makes a bogey. 
Then he goes to the second hole, and this is this is kind of the start of the horrible horseshoe, as mm-hmm. we've talked about on this golf course. It's difficult. This is a difficult start. He makes par at two at three, hits it in the left rough, hits it over the green, doesn't get it up and down, makes bogey. And then on four, uh, the par three, um, he hits it in the left bunker, hits it out, doesn't doesn't make the putt, and makes bogey again. So he bogeys three out of the first four holes, which put him behind right off the start uh, in the first hour of golf. And then it was him trying to catch up the rest of the way. And Jason Kokrak played some extremely consistent golf, um, but didn't play too great either, only shooting one under par in the final round. But nobody really pushed at them a lot. And Jordan Spieth didn't really mount anything to try to get back and get ahead of Kokrak. Yeah, I I think that's a really good uh, synopsis there. Um, You know, those bogeys at 15 and 18, Three over 73, um, kind of surprising. Again, he's got uh, 12 wins on the PGA Tour. He was looking for his second win, his 13th overall at the mm-hmm. Charles Schwab Challenge there at Colonial. And he's also still looking for that second win of the season where he already, as you mentioned, got the Valero Texas Open. Uh, it's the 14th time in his career that he's been runner-up in 208 tour starts. It's also his eighth top 10 of the season in 18 starts, uh, which is uh, more than he achieved in the last two seasons combined. So, again, I think you're seeing the trend there for sure. He also uh, he's got six top fives since the 2021 Waste Management Phoenix Open where he shot that, what, 65 on Saturday? 63? 64. 64 on Saturday? three, something like that, yeah. Yeah, Uh, went low on Saturday. So um, he's, how about this, Bob? 10 for 20 when attempting to convert a 54-hole lead or co-lead on the PGA That's Tour. That's interesting to me. Does that seem high or low? 10 for 20 is at 50%. I think that's that's probably a good, you know, when you're you're leading after 50, 36 or 54 holes, especially 54 holes and can convert it half of the time, you know, you know that, that you've got a good opportunity each time you get in that position. Um, since 2003, players making their debut as 54-hole leaders, they win 30 Two percent of the time. Okay, but Jordan's been there twenty times. Right, he's only finished half. By the way, uh, you know how many times rec- uh, what Tiger's record was with a fifty-four hole lead? What? Forty-five and two. <laughs> Forty-five and two. Forty-five and two. Oh my my my. Y e Yang. Uh huh. And I'm not even. I can't even think of who the other one was. But forty-five and two. That's crazy. You know, it was interesting. You know, they had weather delays on Thursday and. You know, they were going back and forth, and it was fun to see Tiger hitting golf shots because they went back to the previous year. Oh, right, yeah. I was going to say, wait, what? And and Tiger played, and he was hitting golf shots there at Muirfield. It was was awesome to see him playing, which we haven't seen him playing since L.A. Yeah. Well, that's, yes. Uh, And there was an article, we didn't touch on it last week, about just speaking of Tiger and his recovery. He was seen there in a picture. We saw Mm -hmm. that right on social media with with crutches. Yep. Um, And he basically is, in his comments, he said his number one goal, he's focused on his number one goal, and that is walking on his own. Yes. So that wouldn't suggest he's anywhere you know, close. Not, he's to not that. even close. Right. Not but, even close. And he said it's the hardest recuperation or rehab that he's ever had to gone through so far in his life. And he's been through rehab many, oh, many course. times. Yeah. 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 This is the most painful. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, we obviously wish Tiger the best, and uh, it would be nothing better than to see him re- regain full motion yes. and functionality with his legs. I mm-hmm. think coming off of how horrific that crash was. 
that that would be in and of itself a, a major win and accomplishment. To think that Tiger could come back from that and play golf again, I think is still probably a bit of a wish list. Yeah, but I don't 50, think anybody's 50 maybe. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's ever putting anything past Tiger. No, right. Um, but again, you know, this, it's going to be tough. My, my thinking is, you know, Tiger's in a situation right now, and I'll I'll guarantee you, he is thinking about a couple of things. In in my opinion, I think he might be thinking about this with the horrendousness of the of the traffic accident that. Ben Hogan went through mm. and being able to come back and win a U.S. Open and play some great golf throughout his career. Tiger might be thinking, well, if Ben Hogan can do it, I can do that. And I'm the modern day Ben Hogan. So I'm going to, I'm going to come back from this. Mm. Well, I mean, sure. You got to look for anything for motivation Absolutely. and inspiration, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, hopefully we'll have some continue to see some good news out of Tiger Woods. Yep. Uh, real quickly, going back to uh, to Kokrak, just just to give him because I mentioned Spieth there, but I don't want to mm-hmm. take away from Kokrak and what he did. I think this is notable. Kokrak becomes the first player over the age of thirty five to claim his first two PGA Tour victories in the same season. Correct. Since Francesco Molinari did it back in twenty eighteen. So yeah, that's pretty good. Doesn't happen very often, right? But mm-hmm. uh, good for him. He's got a couple wins already on the season and. Yeah, I mean, he's having a, well, I mean, can you imagine the guy that's a journeyman oh, yeah. that's been out there, you know, playing golf for, you know, how many years and, and he finally breaks out, gets his first and then picks up his second one. Yeah. And once he got his first, he was that he, he's continued to put himself in position. Um, he's a good player. Um, he's confident. He hits it a long ways and, uh, and his go-to shot is that nice little draw. And, uh, it's, it was fun to watch him last week. This might be one to put in your back pocket if you're going to be uh, wagering on next year's Colonial winner. Mm-hmm. 18 of the last 20 winners at Colonial have been over the age of 30. So Interesting. Yeah, yeah, just a little something there. All right, hey, we mentioned uh, that we were going to talk a little bit about putting. Xander Schauffele is, a, is number nine in strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, any top 10 in any stat, statistical category in the mm-hmm. PGA Top 25, yeah. 30, 40, whatever you want to call yep. it. There's such a razor's edge that yes. you... To have any kind of ranking is you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. So if he's a top ten player in strokes gained putting, um, you wouldn't think he'd be messing with his putting stroke, and yet yeah. that's exactly what he did this week. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. He went to a the locked arm putter, um, and that's the putter that you see guys like um, Bryson DeChambeau, um, Matt Kuchar. Um, Adam Scott's no, no, Adam Scott's no, he's got the long one, but like Webb Simpson, Mm, they put the putter up their forearm. So they have a longer than average putter. The putter goes up their forearm. They grip it in their left hand and lock that shaft against their forearm. And then they, they hold on down below, whether with a regular conventional grip or a claw grip or whatever. And that, and that's how they putt. Most notably, the one that we see all the time is Bryson DeChambeau because he puts himself on TV quite a bit. So he, he did that. And what did he have to say about it? Yeah, Rex Hoggard on Golf Channel said this. He quoted him as saying, um, Xander said, quote, my putting coach, my whole team, honestly, were very against change. And I had to see what the craze was about. I do feel funny, obviously, being a top 10 putter on tour, switching putters or the style of putting, but it's a distinct advantage. He went on to say that it's better, it's easier, it's more consistent. We work a lot on start lines and making sure the ball's doing what we think it's doing. You can flinch in your hands, but you can't flinch your entire left arm. And he uh, finally is the last quote in Rex Hoggard's article. 
quote, it takes the stress of putting out of the game. Putting is so stressful in golf. Obviously, hitting shots and chipping and all kinds of stuff are difficult, but your putts are what give you your score on the card. Putting is an art in our game, and when you can lock it into your arm or anchor it into your body, it kind of gets rid of that, unquote. A lot he of interesting. It should be banned. He does. By the way, he says it thinks it should be banned, but as long as they're going to allow it, he he was going to try it. Interesting. What did you think about what he says? It it takes the stress out of putting. Well, I I agree with you because there's so many things in putting in golf that are smaller, or slight manipulations that can change angles of the, of the putter face. Um, whether the ball comes out going online, whether the ball's a little left, whether it's a little right. And so if you can do anything to shore that up so that you know that every time you stroke the ball, it's going to start down the, the, the line that the you're intended mm-hmm. to putt the ball on, it's going to be a lot easier for you to make the putts because then it just becomes a matter of consistency and a matter of feel and, and your speed on the greens that's going to allow you to make more putts. Putting is the main reason guys win on tour. You know, all of them pretty much hit it about the same drivers, fairway wood, fairway woods, uh, iron, short irons. They're, the short game is wh- that differentiates people as far as being able to get it up and down. But putting, putting the ball in the hole, making putts, is by far the biggest um, thing that will allow guys to win golf tournaments. I remember when the anchored putter, the long putter, that became a yep. big thing several years ago. And I had tried it. Uh, I think I got a belly putter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I, and I tried to put it in play and yeah. that just, it never really kind of worked for me. Yeah. But I remember we being at San Diego country club with your dad for his tournament there. And one of the guys had a long putter and he, he said, he just sat there on the greens at San Diego country mm-hmm. club with that long putter. And he's like, this is cheating. And he, he put it My up dad. your dad. Yeah. He put that anchored that top hand up against his mm-hmm. chest mm-hmm. and then just sat there and just swept it below. Yeah. And he just poured him in, poured him. In. Now you got to remember Billy Casper, arguably uh, one of the greatest putter, not arguably one. He is one of the greatest, arguably the best putter of all time. Right. And here he is with that anchored putting stroke saying, this is cheating. Right. You know, and he's just stroking him in, stroking him in, yep. stroking him in. Um, and, and I said, okay. And I tried to do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I, I also thought to myself, you know what? A guy like Billy could probably make putts with anything, right? Yeah. Give him a broom handle with a nail on the end of it. He'll probably find a way to knock it in the hole. But point being, he, he found it to be that much easier. Xander wants us to see what yep. it's all about. Yeah, and he wants, to, he wants to see what guys are doing and why Bryson DeChambeau is such a good putter right now. Okay, well, we'll see how it plays out this weekend for Xander Shoffley. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap up hour number one next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it 
before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby realestate.com that's bob at k-a-s-b-y realestate.com temperatures are rising and you know what that means it's time to turn your water on your sprinklers turn to the experts at mountain land supply to get you the right products for your yard mountain land supply is an exclusive rainbird golf distributor in utah that means the golf pros and superintendents trust mountain land supply and rainbird for their sprinklers controllers pipe and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses shop where the pros shop go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob welcome back real golf radio brian and bob with you here on the show thanks uh, for joining us Still to come on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy. One of the things we got to talk to him about are the changes to Muirfield Village. And Jack worked on, I think it was 15 of the 18 green right. complexes. Right. Were altered and changed and some other changes as well. Yeah, some, some of the holes. Um, I think the interesting thing about the changes that, that Jack did end up doing is that he put bunkers in strategic places, added some bunkers um, on fairway shots. And, it, and he said, fine, if guys want to hit it long, go ahead and hit it long and hit it over these bunkers. But know that when the fairway, when you get to the fairway on the backside of that bunker, it's going to narrow down. So he's giving the average player and the shorter player an opportunity to get the ball in the fairway, get into position where he th- feels that they need to be 
off the tee. And if guys are going to take on the golf course and be aggressive, then he's going to narrow things down and make it more difficult for them to hit shots into the greens. So it's still there. Yes. But you need to be more precise. Absolutely. And rather than in many instances, they're carrying all the trouble and it's actually more open the further down you hit it. The other thing I think is that this could be kind of a testing to see where things are at and see how other tournaments, major championships set up their golf courses. And uh, August, you know, a U.S. Open, they're not afraid to put and change things around in some of their golf courses. All right, we'll talk more about that. Uh, uh, we'll also still need to get into uh, some of the other storylines. Uh, back to the U.S. Women's Open at Olympic Club. We got all that to cover. And Burger Dog, mm. signature fare. Anytime Olympic Club's around, got to talk Burger Dog. We'll do it back nine. Hour number two is next. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is encouraged by the latest monthly jobs report, the economy adding more than a half a million jobs in May. The president saying it will take some time, though. America is finally on the move again. As we continue this recovery, we're going to hit some bumps along the way. Of course that will happen. We can't reboot the world's largest economy like flipping on a nice light switch. The unemployment rate falling to 5.8% as well in May. The FDA is authorizing Regeneron's coronavirus antibody drug for injections. Regeneron said the FDA also lowered the dose by 1,200 milligrams. The pharmaceutical company is planning to deliver at least 1 million doses to the federal government by the end of June. Additionally, Regeneron plans to seek full approval for non-hospitalized patients later this summer. You're listening to USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. State Department leaders were warned not to pursue an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. That's what former department officials confirmed to Fox News on Thursday, amid fears that it would bring attention to U.S. funding of research at the Wuhan Institute, where the virus may have escaped. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo telling Fox News. We overcame lots of internal bureaucracy to get there and lots of internal debate from NIH, folks who were trying to suppress what we're doing at the State Department as well. When you heard Dr. Fauci this morning, Laura, those are the exact same words, the exact same excuses, the exact same theories that the Chinese Communist Party has presenting for over a year now. Uh, we, we, we can all draw our own conclusions. 
Pope Francis will reportedly meet with President Joe Biden on June 15th, one day before the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is scheduled to begin drafting a document about politicians who support abortion receiving communion. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A famous criminal defense attorney has passed away. F. Lee Bailey, a criminal defense attorney best known for representing O.J. Simpson during his murder trial, has died in Atlanta, his family has announced. He died while in hospice, but the family declined to reveal why. He also represented Patty Hearst for crimes she committed with the Symbionese Liberation Army after the group kidnapped her. Bailey was 87. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Duke University men's basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski is stepping down at the end of next season after 41 years. He tells NBC's Today Show he got into coaching because he wanted to have a positive impact on young men. When I was 16, my coach had that impact on me and one of my teachers in high school. And I wanted to be a coach since I was 16 years old. And that was the reason. Now the wins come as a result of having great relationships. Coach K also tells the Today Show about how he's changed in 41 years. Oh, I'm, I know a lot more. I, I have better balance. I have 10 grandchildren now. That's, <laughs> that's, a, big, that's a big thing. Uh, no, I, 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 but the, the one constant, I'm, I'm always trying to learn. And I, I think I've listened better. I, I don't micromanage. More news online at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, who won the 1966 U.S. Open there at Olympic Club. The ladies playing the U.S. Women's Open this week 
at that same venue and exciting stuff going on, including a 17-year-old amateur who's there in contention near the top of the leaderboard, two years away from going to Stanford and four times a finalist at Augusta National for the drive, chip, and putt. So this is a <laughs> this is a girl that has uh, loved the game, has uh, excelled at the game at all these l- little levels going on. And this one's not a little level, Bob. Um, Mega Gone is uh, turning from New Jersey is turning some heads out there at Olympic Club, and then uh, we'll we'll hear a cut from her coming up later on this hour. But she is having fun. She feels like this suits her eye, and she's going out there. And so far, not succumbing to the challenges that uh, mentally, especially, that a U.S. Open can present at a place like Olympic Club. Well, it's fun to watch her, definitely. It's fun to watch, um, you know, her shoot the score that she shot in the first round of 67 and then come back with a 71 after that 67 is is a big accomplishment. She's got some help on the bag from a local member that is reading putts for her and helping her out with the golf course and helping her to get around the golf course. And then it just comes back to enjoying the whole opportunity and the experience. Um, there are people on site that have been watching her parents on the golf course as she's been playing, and they are totally cool and calm and collected, not biting fingernails or anything like that, and she's playing that same way. So she's been taught well, and it's, uh, it's all a matter now of having fun and competing and having a chance to win. Uh, uh, Some of the other players to mention, it's great to see Michelle Wee West out there playing alongside Paula Creamer. Great to see her playing again, although she didn't play awesome. Uh, But I'll tell you, some of the coverage in the first round I watched with Michelle Wee West uh, out driving the field by like 40 yards. That's crazy. She hit one over 300 yards there at sea level, which is uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing. I think she was averaging... I wanted to say she was averaging in the high 260s mm. off the tee, and the field average was in the 230s, I think, yeah. I want to say. 230s to 240s um, with, again, sea level. You, you you might sit back and go, oh, 240, 230 average. Well, let me tell you what. It's a long ways. Get out there at Olympic Club and see how far <laughs> you're hitting that thing out there because it, it's tough to, to push it out there too far. Yep. But, yeah, I love that. Uh, Lydia Coe, uh, she's, she had some, some moments. Um, Jessica and Nellie Corda playing together, both looking for their first major. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of good storylines and a lot of good things to keep your eyes on. Uh, out there at the U.S. Women's Open at Olympic Club. We'll talk about it all coming up next. And, of course, we've got to get into burger dogs. Yes. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints 
And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weisskopf-designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, and Chrome Soft XLS. Check out the family of Chrome Soft golf balls that change the game at CallawayGolf.com. And thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. 76th U.S. Women's Open being played at Olympic Club. Jack hosting the Memorial Tournament in Ohio on the PGA Tour. Champions, PGA Tour champions playing this week as well as the... Um, Corn Ferry, I almost said nationwide tour, almost yeah. just slipped right out of there. The Corn Ferry <laughs> tour playing uh, this week as well in North Carolina. So uh, some good stuff. We mentioned going to break there that we had to talk about Burger Dogs. Because yes. when you talk about Olympic Club, and this is what I love about a good club always has a signature item. Yes. And the beauty of what Olympic Club did is it's so simple. I love it. A burger dog. We had a chance yes. to eat. We ate two of them, I think, when we were there. I think we did. But it's literally a strip burger on a hot dog bun. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. It's not that crazy, right? No. But it is. It's a burger in the shape of a hot dog. But it's unbelievable. But it's really good. And is it because you're at such this amazingly cool place that Probably it's so good? Probably that's part of it. Or is it really that good? It is that good. It's it's a it's a great dog. Um, you know, you've there's some places like in Scotland when we played at uh, Kings Barns. Mm. You know, they had the bun where they they poked the hole in it and then they put the hot dog in from the end and slid it down in I there. I forgot about that with all the with all the fixins on the inside, like the ketchup and the mustard and the mayonnaise or whatever you wanted. And then you slide the hot dog down in. Well, this is a totally unique thing. 
with a burger in the shape of a hot dog. And uh, you can put mustard on it. You can put relish on it. You can put onions on it. You can put anything you want on it. But it's a hamburger. It's a hamburger. And a hot dog. And, and, and it's got a little sleeve so yeah. you can hold it. You don't yeah. get it all over. Yeah. I, I guess it's a, it's more convenient to eat it in a hot dog style. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they're taking the convenience of a hot dog with the goodness of a hamburger. Yeah. Because I don't know anybody that, unless you're at a baseball game, would choose a hot dog over a hamburger. I agree with you. Right? Yep. I mean, even if you call it tube steak, <laughs> I'm still not going for that over the burger. <laughs> so now you get the burger dog, and of course, it, it just works. I mean, you got burger dog, burger dog. Yeah. Uh, which, which? Both. I'm having burger dog. Yep. Now, now, if they actually filleted open a hot dog, mm-hmm. and they layered that on top of the burger, Ooh. well, now maybe you're going somewhere. Now you're maxing it out. <laughs> so it actually is a burger dog. I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. You'd uh, have you, to have a big bun for that. You Well, that's what happens when you eat too many of that kind of thing. Yeah. You get a big bun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a big Sitting on tum. your belt. <laughs> uh, so the burger dog, yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things. I mean, we've talked about this uh, with the caddy over the years about some of the iconic things, and Jack's Memorial is one of them. They have mm-hmm. the milkshakes there yes. this week. That be, when you, you're at Muirfield Village, you got to have a milkshake. Yep. If you can get in the clubhouse, you got to have a milkshake. Mm. But that their milkshakes are like they take a glass, a nice big tall glass. I don't know, it's probably thirty ounces or something like that. They fill it all the way to the top with ice cream. And then um, when they blend it, they add like half half and half or full cream, and it comes out like something you've never had before in your life. It is so good. Sounds amazing. And some guys have one or two a day when they play there. Well, they're they're in shape. They're young. They can handle that kind of thing. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you know, when we were out at uh, Torrey Pines a couple yes. weeks ago, they had a – Inside the the restaurant there at the clubhouse, mm-hmm. they had a, a lineup of root beer floats. Yes, and you essentially could choose. It looked like maybe six to eight different styles of root beer mm-hmm. that you could choose from with your for your root beer float. And again, that's one of those things. Like if you have you know, when you go to Tory Pines, you got to get your root beer float. Yep. I, I don't think it matters so much what it is, as much as having something. And then having it be good. Like, you don't want your signature thing to be like, eh, that was okay. Like, if the burger dog was not very good, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't stand the test of time. Oh. Clearly, it's good. Oh, but it's really good. Yeah. yeah, that trademark thing, anytime you're at a great golf course or a great event um, or a great location, no matter where it is, that trademark food thing um, always sticks in your mind. 100%. So, again, got to mention it women playing. At Olympic Club. Burger dog. Yep. Burger dogs. Uh, let's see. Back to Memorial a little yes. bit. Um, we mentioned uh, that there's been some changes to Mirfield Village. Mm-hmm. The caddy's going to join us in about five minutes, so stay tuned for that. And he will go through those extensively. But 15 of the 18 green complexes and many other changes have been made. Jack did say this is the last time he's messing with it. Right. For one thing, he's getting up there in age. Right. He's probably running out of the energy to do it. But he wanted to make sure that they really kind of went through in detail um, the golf course, make sure it's up, up to speed and it can t- continue to stand the test of time. Yeah, and not many of the holes um, didn't have it change except for a couple. One of them notably on the back nine, the 14th hole, he did not do anything to that hole. And that's a hole that's a layup hole 
where you most guys uh, hit a layup club off off the tee and then go into that that really kind of narrow green that runs from left to right and kind of a little bit away from you and uh, has that pond along the edge there. And we've seen a lot of great shots on that whole tiger tiger holing out from the wrong side, hitting it on the on the upper side of that green where that green slopes away, going right straight down to the water. There's a lot of fun stuff that can happen there and a lot of birdies that can be made there. Muirfield Village, where would you put that amongst PGA Tour venues as ones that you would want to play? It's probably one of the top events um, as far as PGA Tour players and where they want to go. Okay, I agree um, with that. I don't want they've, to... They've... they've uh, Jack has mimicked it very much as Augusta National or according to Augusta National with, you know, caddies wearing coveralls and, and all that kind of thing. But it is a great thing. The other thing they do at, at uh, there at Memorial is they have a um, honorees that they that they do every year. This year it was Nick Price, and posthumously it was Gene Lettler and Ted Ray mm. um, are on that list. Uh, my dad w- was fortunate enough to be on that list in nineteen. 19- 96 and Jim Nance was the one that introduced him for nice. his speech. Nice. Yeah, Very cool. It's really cool. So uh, again, not to take away from any of that, but what about just to play? Like if you had an opportunity and Murfield village is yeah. not one you can just go yeah. roll up to right. and play right. It's private, but where does it rank among courses that you would want to play as opposed to others that are in the rotation? Like, is it, Oh, it's up there. And I would love let, to let, play that golf course. Discount Augusta and right, the right. major championship no. venues. Where does it, it? It would be on on my top list to play what a bucket list course. And you know, I'm sure if uh, we made a phone call, we could probably play that. Oh, see, now you're just throwing that out there. I you're am. sticking it to everybody else, and you're teasing me with it. I am teasing you. Well. Hey, so we better go. The 17 year cicadas are out there. Why don't we do a 22 year rig off radio stop by? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, then. Hey, the caddy's going to come up next. Uh, we got to talk to him about the changes. We'll talk to him about some of these other things as well. U.S. Women's Open this week. Tory Pines and the U.S. Open just two weeks away. Lots of good stuff. It's summertime. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through 
through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at hoopsvision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, Brian and Bob back with you here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us. Really excited to get out to our next guest. He joins us weekly. He is America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. And the caddy joins us here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, how are you, my friend? I'm feeling a little more like a bag rat today than a legendary loop. <laughs> and why's that? Oh, just been doing a lot of work. I'm just lazing around, kicked back in the chair, you know, enjoying the beautiful weather. Just got back from Torrey Pines. Oh. Your, uh, your final inspection of Torrey Pines? Brush up for the book? Right. My final inspection. And how was the how was the rough? It's such a perfect U.S. Open setup. Yeah, Torrey's such a great golf course. Basically, all they did was firm it up, grow the rough a little bit, and say, "Come get me." Yeah. Good luck. It's not really. There's like nothing. There's little tiny differences, like where they don't cut the fairways straight into the bunkers. There's some first cut of rough there. But basically, if you go to play Tory and pay your money, it's the same golf course, except it's going to be really firm and the rough's going to be higher. Yeah. But it, it, it's not like they're, they're, they're not doing anything. It's just, it's cool when, when you can just kind of, Walk in the gates, put up the U.S. Open a flag, and go play, basically. It's pretty neat. I love it. Yeah. 
You know, we played that golf course, which was interesting to me. We played that golf course from the green tees, not even not even as far back as, as you can go. Played it, I think, at around 6,600 yards, something like that. And the golf course can be played a 1,000 yards longer than where we played it. And I was worn out at 6,600 yards. Yeah, it's a man's golf course from that back seat. I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to throw something at you. And this is um, – Bryson brought this up specifically at Wingfoot. So walking through the course the other day, um, I got to the 13th hole. And the layup area looks like a little tiny landing strip, right? I'm like, how do you even hit this layup area here? Yeah. It's just a tough shot, right? And then you look at some of the fairways, like the ninth fairway, they're narrow-ish fairways, but they have a little bit of side slope to them. Mm -hmm. And nine's a good example. So you really, you probably have about a five to eight yard, maybe a 10 yard wide area to land the ball in, to keep it in that fairway. Just think about how tight that is, right? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about what Bryson pointed out, and he said, I like the the, the line, I don't, he probably said this, but the line that occurred to me was, um, you're taking the, the, you're taking the accuracy requirement actually out of the game at the U.S. Open when you do that versus introducing it because the fairways are so, narrowed, no one can hit them. And mm-hmm. so the shorter guys who are straighter are hitting out of the rough and they can, can't compete with the longer guys who are hitting it out of the rough. Right. So now that's only a couple, just a couple little spots at Torrey where, where that's a factor. Most of the other holes, not at all. It's a, it's, it's, but, um, yeah, I mean, everybody, and I was one of them used to think, Oh, you've got narrow fairways, really advantage straight hitter, but not when you get them too narrow. Right. That's yep. exactly what Tony Fino told us after, uh, you know, Wingfoot. You know, he said the same thing. He said the way they they basically set it up so narrow that nobody was going to hit fairways. So if you're going to miss fairways anyway, hit the longest club down there. It really fed into the so, sort of bomb and gouge. It fit right into what Bryson was doing, and and that's what Tony said. Look, Bryson got it up there so far that he's he's got a better angle. He's got a steeper club that he's that he can go after it. You know, more loft, and that's your friend in that deep rough, as opposed to you know trying to hit the fairway and missing it. Now having to try to hit some long iron or hybrid out of there, it's not happening. And so um, you, you're exactly right. And that's why you look at Phil Mickelson's record in the U.S. Open. He almost won it six times. And you'd think, wow, that doesn't make sense for his type of game. How can he be that good in the U.S. Open? Well, there's your answer. Yep. Um, he's, he's the kind of guy who – he's a great player out of the rough. And so maybe the U.S. Open for, you know, here and there or a lot of times is really more about who's good out of the rough. Um, so it just, you know – it's an interesting way to, to kind of look at it. You, you have that little fine line between getting it just the right degree of narrow mm. to, yep. you know, yeah. no that. question. Hey, uh, yeah. hey, Caddy, uh, this week they're playing the U.S. Women's Open, since we're talking U.S. Opens, at Olympic Club. Uh, there's um, a player that you may not have heard of. She's 17 years old from New Jersey. Her name is Mega Gone. Here's what she had to say after shooting an opening round 67. She came back at 71, four under par at the halfway point, by the way. Uh, here's what, here's what uh, Megan had to say. How did you manage the emotions out there competing against the best players in the world? 
Um, I just went in, you know, trying to play my best and have fun. And going into this week, I really felt that this course suited my game really well. Uh, so I just kept telling myself that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to enjoy yourself when this is like the dream week you could have. So, um, yeah, I was just having a good time. She's talking about Olympic Club. <laughs> <laughs> and she's 17. Well, she sounds like she's 27. Yeah. Or 37. She doesn't sound like a 17-year-old. So maybe that's why she's going to Stanford. But yeah. So you have heard of her. Okay. Yeah, that's impressive. She's pulling a, she's pulling a, a, a Bo Hostler. Yeah. Mm. He did the same thing at that course. You're exactly right. Yeah. Kucher did that too, yeah. didn't he? Different. 98. Yeah, 98 Kucher was right there too. He's the amateur. You're right. Oh, hmm. Johnny Miller started the trend. He did in 66 when my dad won. <laughs> there you, wow, look at it. I mean, how good is that? Just us just happening like off the cuff, you know, just. Uh, how I, I got to ask you though, Caddy. So she said, first of all, she said, I just came into the week saying this is a golf course that fits my game. I didn't really know Olympic Club fit anyone's game, first of all. Second, she just said she was having fun. And I, I mentioned this to Bob last hour. It's like playing, you know, Johnny Miller always used to teach, you know, putt like a kid. You know, play golf like a kid. There isn't, there isn't all the consequences, not the scar tissue. You know, those types of things that you have to deal with when you're ch- trying to chase it as a profession. And she's doing just that, and she's being successful. I just hope, I hope she can hold on uh, for two more rounds. Well, I know if I if I set sixty seven seventy one in the first two rounds at the U.S. Open at Olympic, I'd likely tell you I had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, the other thing she has going for is the member, the member that's caddying for her this week that's uh, been a member there for a long time. She's reading a lot of putts for her, and, and uh, mm-hmm. she's, got a, she's got a pretty good uh, ace in her bag with him. No doubt about it. If uh, you, you, There's nothing like knowing the green. Yep. That's, that's a, I always wondered about that. Um, if you if you were a tour player and coming to a course for the first time, and if you got the right, per, you can always get the wrong person to come out and help you. But if you really had the right person who really did know, and there's always somebody that yep. course who really that that would have to be pretty pretty helpful on on those tricky putts, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but nobody does that. No, no, that's old school. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, which is good because I wouldn't have had a job if they had done that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cat, hey, Caddy, um, this week, Memorial. Um, Jack mm. Nicholas went through a, a, a 10-month, 11-month renovation of the golf course, made some big changes. What? First of all, what's what do you think are some of the biggest changes he made, and what do you think he was trying to accomplish with those changes and the overall feel of the golf course now? Well, I, I can't tell you what Jack was trying to accomplish with the changes other than feeling that he could improve the golf course. Yeah. Um, he's certainly not scared to, to, to do, to do that, to make changes. Um, but the, the biggest one that'll really stick out at you is 15. That's the, the biggest change. That's of, par five, of, of, right? Yeah. The par five, it used to be a very steep uphill drive and then the fairway, Sometimes they'd even split it into two fairways so you couldn't even hit a driver if you were super long and it was playing firm. There were times when the ball would roll back down the hill off a tee shot somewhat for a shorter hitter. And so it was, it was just a little bit of a weird tee shot. Um, 
so they move the fairway down to the left towards the creek. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's best. I think, I think the changes are all very good. Um, he kind of Bryson proofed the first hole. Remember how far mm-hmm. Bryson drove it down? Chris? Yep. Yeah, that, that's not a factor anymore. You can't do that. Well, you um, know, I was listening to him as he was explaining those types of things, and he put some bunkers in and did some things with the fairways that, you know, if a guy wants to go ahead and take on, you know, some of those bunkers and that kind of thing, now he's going to be hitting to, to a 15- to 17-yard wide fairway. That's exactly what happened on one. There's just... I don't think Bryce would even do it for fun on one now. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's, it's a, it's a good tee shot. You can still hit it a long ways and take an advantage of it, but it's just, it doesn't have that possibility where you could drive it down 30 yards from the green anymore. Um, but that, that's really, that was only a factor on a hole or two out there, but the other substantial changes were number four. Um, that was a, big difference. It's a huge green now. It's a big, deep green. used to be a real steep, narrow green with really not too many hole locations. And so now it's a, it's a really big green. It's like 50 yards long or something. So that's a par five and also? Part, the par three. Oh, the, the par, par three. The par three. That's right. Yeah. And number three, they did a cool change. So think about 14, how, how tricky that little second shot is with the, the diagonal green, the water, all that. Well, on three, you kind of had a similar sort of a shot but there was a front right bunker, kind of like 12 at Augusta, that would save you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took that bunker out and angled the green a little differently. So now that's a much tougher hole um, to get aggressive on that front right pin placement, for example. And it's not a long uh, hole. It's a short It's not hole. a long hole. It's a layup off the tee and a, and a shortish shot in, wedge, wedge nine iron in. Uh, but like, like 14, it, it'll get your attention. Um, you got to control the distance even more so now. Um, number five, they moved the green back and, and made it smaller. Um, I was anticipating a, a more radical change on five. It's still kind of the same tee shot, and that's you know it's kind of a it, it's an uncomfortable. Tee. There's a couple tee shots out there for the most part. Jack likes to have you hit downhill where you can see everything, and that's a downhill tee shot, but you can't really see everything because of some hills and 18 is the same way too. 18. You just can't see as much as you'd like to off the tee. So those 18 didn't change much, just a little redo on the green or rebuild on the green. Um, 16, I think they made a, a nice attempt to keep it to where you saw some good shots previously that were going over the green all the time. Right. And so they, they messed with that a little bit. So, yeah, you were talking about 16 green. Um, he said that he took about eight inches off of the top of the back part of 16 green so it didn't pitch away from you because he saw a lot of balls releasing over the back of the green and he brought it down to the lower level of the green. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, while I'm chatting with you, I'm actually pulling up a graphic to compare the two greens. But here we go. So I'm looking at 2021 versus 2020. So the, the noticeable thing I see in our green contours is um, – there's a more pronounced tear across the middle of the green than there was before. Uh-huh. So if you're going to that those back pins um, and you landed the ball sort of center of the green, just over the water, as much as you want to play with it, et cetera, you're going to land it into more of an upslope now than you did in 2020. Okay. So there's just a little more of a backstop to slow your ball down when it hits. 
that's the, the real big difference in the green. And, um, I'd have to look at another graphic to, to, to really zone in on that, that comment about taking, you know, things down eight inches and all that. But, but that's, that's what's dramatic to me is there's just, you're hitting into more of a, a ramp that's facing you versus a flatter spot. That's the big difference. Ultimately, I think the players have spoke very positively about the changes. And um, so we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out this weekend. Hey, real quick, while we have some uh, time left next week, RBC Canadian open canceled this year due to COVID and the Palmetto Championship at Congaree is being played next week. It'll be the final event before the U S open at Torrey Pines. Tell us a little bit. Of, I, obviously, uh, we're talking about South Carolina here. Uh, what, what do you know about Congaree Club? Is it Congaree Club or Congaree yeah. Golf Course or what is it? Yeah. Congaree, Golf, Congaree Golf Club. Golf Club, gotcha. Okay. It's very unique. Um, they don't have any members. They have ambassadors. Okay. And mm. it's kind of a cool setup. They, they basically they have a cool program where they, they gather – Golfer, young young golfers from around South Carolina, and kind of give them. It's sort of like a first tee on steroids um, idea, right? So it's pretty cool what they're doing for the for the for the kids around South Carolina. That's that's a big focus there, and uh, I don't know enough about that to really speak on it like an expert. But let's just say that the it's a neat focus, and it kind of I watched their video, and it's like. Oh, that's really cool. I want, how, how can I help them? Right. Um, but the course is very unique. Fazio did it. It's, um, I've never quite seen anything quite like it. It's a little bit, um, I, I guess you could call it lengthy, even though it's nowhere near the sea. Um, it's on the West side of I-95, you know, it's a good hour or so from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs through what you might call quail hunting country in South Carolina. A lot of pine trees, scrubby areas like you'd think you were at Pinehurst almost, uh, that, that kind of air, uh, terrain or sandy, sandy pine trees kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of waste areas off the fairways, um, pretty wide fairways, extremely long, but they like to keep it really firm. I predict you'll see by far the longest average tee shot length of the year on tour. It'd be a cool set to check, see if I'm right. But if they get it running like they want to, I mean, you, you can just run a ball a long way off the tee. Guys who hit low bullets are going to be hitting it miles out there. And it's all about controlling the run out on your shot. So you're going to have to really think things out. I actually think it'd be a great course for Phil Mickelson to play. Mm. Um, but I kept going around there going, Oh man, Phil would just lick his chops on this place. Um, because it's generous off the tee and, and then you got to be pretty good around the green because you're going to miss some and it's going to be some challenging up and down. So it's, it's just, it's a unique golf course. Um, that, that's all I can say. It's like, what is it like? Well, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like that, but it's, it's very unique. That's cool. Yeah, that, I think that's a great description. Uh, finally, uh, last week, Jason Kokrak wins at colonial. He got a check. He got a trophy, and he got a really cool plus one, I call it, uh, because you're there for the check and the trophy. But, you know, when you happen to get some really cool restored truck, to me that was the – that's what I wanted to ask you because I know there's been some good ones over the years, but where did that rank in cool factor for a plus one for winning a tournament? 
it's pretty crazy there. So remember when Kevin Na won the the car that they gave? Do you remember the car they gave away? Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah. Do you, do you know he gave it to, to Kenny? Yeah. Caddy? Yeah. I mean, if you if if you're gonna work one tournament a year, that might be the one. <laughs> Right. If you think, you know, know, is this given the car kind of a tradition thing? You know, Tiger gave Stevie those. The Ford GT. Yeah. Yeah. The GT from, from Doral. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So no, that's, that's. I'm thinking there's no way Kokrak's passing that thing down though. There's no way. No, not, not. That truck is sick. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's a truck, which makes it even harder to give away, uh, you know? Yeah. And if you look, do you think Kokrak might be a truck driving kind of a oh, guy? Oh yeah. I mean, well, who is? Right? Let's be honest. You know, who, who doesn't he's love a good getting, truck? He's not even getting in the Ford GT, but he's loving truck. Oh yeah. Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is where I need to bring my boy Hardy in here. Oh yeah. That's a great song. It's called Truck. Look it up by Hardy. It's a good one. Hey, Caddy, you're well, the best man. Muchas gracias. Yeah, we'll talk uh, U.S. Open preview coming up next week, which should be really fun. And uh, enjoy the weekend. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. We'll be wrapping up the show coming up next right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
All right, thanks so much to the caddy for joining us here on Real Golf Radio, and welcome back, Brian and Bob, with you. Uh, got a few minutes left here in the show, and we thank you for joining us. Uh, just a reminder, you can catch us on SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, any of the uh, apps where you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, you can uh, search for Golf Radio or Real Golf Radio, and love to have you join us uh, however you choose to access the show. So thank you. Twitter handle, by the way, is at Real Golf. Now, speaking of Twitter, it is an interesting one. Um, one of the things that uh, we, we wanted to take in this segment is some of the so we'll do some audio here. And at Muirfield uh, during the second round on Friday, uh, Bryson DeChambeau was playing 33 holes because of the rain delay and so forth. And ha- he was basically serenaded with uh, shouts of Brooks and Brooksy. Hey, go Brooksy. This is, uh, remember, stemming from the feud that happened at the PGA Championship. Right. Where Brooks, the video was leaked, where Brooks uh, rolled his eyes and said some choice words about yep. as Bryson walked behind him. Mm-hmm. So this continues to carry on, and uh, apparently, um, apparently there were uh, up to 10 fans that were removed by security yes. for their behavior. Now, Bryson afterwards said, look, I don't care. I find it flattering. I know some guys would find it distracting, but I was raised and grew up and conditioned myself to handle these types of things, so it doesn't really bother. I find it flattering. <laughs> Obviously, I'm uh, tongue-in-cheek there. I think, yes. I, just th- I think it's, of course, that's how Bryson would explain mm-hmm. it, right? Because he doesn't want to give in that it's bothering him at all. He he said that he didn't ask for any of the fans to be removed, but they were removed. And so, anyway, here is Brooks's response on his Twitter. He posted this. What's up, guys? It's Brooksy. Just wanted to say, hey, thank you guys for the support. I heard a bunch of you were shouting my name at the golf tournament today. I know I'm not playing, but thank you guys for showing support. And if your time was, I don't know, say cut short at the golf tournament today, uh, DM Michelob Ultra, and we're going to be giving out 50 cases of beer to the first 50 people um, in case their time was cut short, had any trouble at the tournament. But just as a thank you for showing support. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Give me a beer. Well, (laughs) first of all... The guys are really working that pip thing, aren't they? Oh, yes, they are. And sponsors aren't missing a moment. (laughs) So basically what he's saying to his fans is, hey, man, thanks for uh, taunting Bryson and yelling my name. And since you got kicked out of the tournament, my sponsors and I, we're going to give you a case of beer. Just DM them. And guess what that does? That just incites them to do it again. That's what I... So so if you wanted to break it down, is he actually bribing... The, I don't the, know the that gallery. he's trying. He's encouraging. He's certainly encouraging. He's supporting yes. the behavior. Yes, he is. Mm. Is that bad? Is it good? Is it anything? It's uh, funny. Yeah, it's funny. But do we need to perpetuate that type of thing more? Do you remember we were at the match play with the no love yep. guy? No love guy. They he's threw him out. Following Davis Love around, and yep. they kept yelling, no love, because he was playing Tiger, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Tiger? Yeah. No love. And they finally kicked the guy out, which they didn't because we followed him around and he actually came back around. And, yes, he did. But so I, I don't know. I mean, Chris DeMarco, the guy yelled Noonan on him on yeah. Phoenix. Remember? And he turned and pointed to the guy and, yep. and they had to get him out and they got kicked. I, I guess I don't know how to respond to that. And in, in, I mean, I, first of all, I laughed and I shared it because obviously I thought it was entertaining. Yes. Um, but I don't know that we want to encourage. We've had a lot of things that have happened during the NBA playoffs. Uh, yes. Both here 
for our hometown Utah Jazz with John Morant's family, as well as popcorn, you know, being thrown on Russell Westbrook and other things that have been said all around the league, it, it can get out of hand. So I, I guess my, I, not that I'm trying to get on a soapbox here, but we want to encourage the fun and the interest and the support of the game mm-hmm. without getting negative or distracting or taking away from the competition itself. That, yeah, that's I, my, I agree. hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. I think that, uh, you know, any of that in a golf tournament, you know, we hear guys yelling, you demand and, and uh, all that kind of stuff all the time on, on tour. As long as it doesn't um, disrupt play or cause um, players to feel uncomfortable or uh, distracted, then, then, yeah, I mean, there's a certain thing to it that's that's probably okay but if it if it goes too far it's definitely not okay and those those people need to be removed yeah so. it, we, we want to bring more eyeballs we want to bring more interest we want yep. to be a little re- less rigid i would say right. for our game right but at the same time there needs to be a level of respect there i agree um i, I by the way i hate the mashed potatoes the baba buoy i know all that type of stuff right so I'm not I'm not necessarily in in favor of that, but um, look, it, it, I guess the reason I'm a little okay with this is because Bryson and Brooks are fueling it themselves, right? So since it's only related to those two, it, it is what it is, kind of. Well, Augusta National hands it, handles it a great way. Mm. They they on their ticket it says you know if you're boisterous and and you're not acting with decorum on the golf course as a fan, they're going to boot you out. Yeah, you're gone. It's a different setting there for sure. Yep. No Same doubt. as like 16 and Phoenix Open. Oh, yeah. You're going to have yep. that. That's sort of made for those types of things. Correct. I'm not sure how Jack feels about, you know, this, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, one of the other things we wanted to mention is uh, Xander Schauffele. We talked about how well uh, Xander is, has been putting all year and he's gone to this arm lock. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil shared a story last week uh, talking about how Xander actually was one that kind of spurred him on a year ago. Right. And we didn't have a chance to get into it last week, but here's that comment from Phil Mickelson last week. I remember a year ago to this day, almost to the day where I was playing a few rounds at the farms with, with Xander and um, we played a match and he went out and shot 64 and, and I'm like, wow, all right, uh, I, I want, I, he gave me a pretty good uh, beating and I wanted to, so let's do this again. So a few days later we went and played again. He shot 63. I'm like, wow, okay, um, let's, let me try one more time. So we go out next time, and he shoots 62. And on the 16th hole, 220-yard par 3, I had to press, and I hit one four feet, and he makes a hole in one. And I went back and talked to Amy, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to beat this guy. I mean, he's probably playing the best of any player in the world right now. And then he came to Colonial the following week and almost won here last year. But seeing that and seeing the way that he played with this calm and um, didn't try to overpower every hole, but would try to overpower the holes that he should and then keep the ball in play and get the ball on the ground and hit his iron shots pin high and be solid from inside 15 feet, I saw what it looked like uh, to play at the highest level and, and, and so forth. Well, just prior to Innisbrook, I started shooting the same, those same scores at the same course, and I felt like I should be able to compete. And then I went to Innisbrook and missed the cut, and I didn't shoot the scores, and I didn't uh, execute on tour the way um, I had been at home. And so 
I still had a, a barrier to break through. And that's why I was so frustrated is that I wasn't bringing my best out when I knew I could. And um, I had a glimpse there, obviously, at Charlotte in one round, but I wasn't able to sustain it. And then to hold it together and play some really good golf over 72 holes last week meant a lot because uh, I had seen the progress, but I hadn't seen the results. And so that's why I say I had a belief, but until you actually do it, um, it, it's it's tough to really you know uh, fully believe it. There you go. That was Phil from Colonial last week. I love that story. How about Xander taking it to him, 64, 63, 62? <laughs> and on the press, he aces him. Yeah. Oh, man. What, of all the people that yes. you could do that to, Phil Mickelson would be the most fun well, to be able the, to drop The other thing him. about Phil is Phil has played at that level, so he understands that level when he sees it, and that's what he was able to do at the PGA. Mm. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now, and there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBMA member FDIC. 
Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks so much to the caddy for joining us. Thanks to you for tuning in here on Real Golf Radio. Welcome to June. It's U.S. Open month. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how the ladies finish up at Olympic Club and the men teeing it up at Torrey Pines in a couple of weeks. And by the way, here comes Patrick Cantlay. Bob, he's had a bit of a rough stretch, but uh, obviously playing well this week at Muirfield just in time for the upcoming U.S. Open. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he got the win last fall in October and uh, since then has had a couple, you know, top fives, but he's struggled since the beginning of the year and it's good to see him back and playing well again. Yeah, you talk about missing the cut at the players, tied for 18th at match play, then missed the cut at the Masters and the Heritage. Tied for 11th with his teammate at uh, New Orleans, missed the cut at Wells Fargo, and then a T23 at the PGA Championship. And stats are all good. Putter has been a bit of a challenge. And speaking of putting, we'll see how Xander does with that locked arm putting stroke the rest of this weekend as well. Should be interesting. And then, of course, uh, keeping an eye on Olympic Club as well. That'll do it for us. For Dave Glauser, our producer, he's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. If you missed something from today's show, you can find it now on iHeartRadio Talk. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. A special news and update station you control. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7.